Welcome to Celestial Insights, a weekly podcast that brings the stars down to earth. I'm your host, astrologer, coach, and intuitive Celeste Brooks. My purpose is to provide practical, unique, and insightful guidance to help you navigate the energies of the week like a boss. Hello, this is Celeste of Astrology by Celeste, and on this episode, I will discuss the astrology for the week of October 8th, 2023. There is still time to sign up for today's solar eclipse workshop to learn all about what this eclipse may mean for you. We'll dive deep into the chart of the eclipse and I will do as many hot takes readings on participants charts as I can. So you can go to the link in the show notes or my website astrologybyceleste.com to sign up now. If you miss it and would like to hear the recording, you can also just purchase the recording. Astrology Foundations 101. This class will be a six-week class taught live on Zoom on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Pacific time. It will start on October 29th. That's a Sunday. So the goal of the class is to help you learn how to read your natal chart, understand yourself and the world around you, improve your relationships, live life more presently. And if you enjoy my work and want to learn from me, you can sign up for the wait list and you will be notified as soon as registration opens. So the wait list is going to be in the show notes as well as on my website. You can go to the classes page. I would love to have you learn with me. I so enjoy teaching people about the amazing tool of astrology, and you can go so much deeper when you understand it yourself rather than needing a translator like myself to help you navigate these energies. First, an astrology in action update. So last week, One of the transits was Mars conjunct the south node at 24 degrees of Libra, and that's a degree of a fixed star. And the fixed star Spica is one of the most favorable fixed stars that there is. Bernadette Brady calls the principle of Spica a gift from the goddess or to be gifted. And when people have this highlighted in their charts, it doesn't have to be a specific gift. It just suggests Someone has certain talents, a gift for brilliance or skill and ability, which is out of the ordinary. I also feel like it speaks to when people are elevated up. It has the nature of exaltation in it as well to me. So yeah, somebody noticed and plucked out of the crowd for their talents, lifted up, maybe they get a benefactor. It has to do with wealth and also relationships. So Mars and the principles of Mars includes competition, conflict, and Mars severs. Mars rules dogs and men. The South Node is a drain. It can suggest something ending or problems. It also is a suggestive of like like service, like you're doing something that doesn't benefit yourself, but benefits other people. When the South Node is activated in your charts, it can often mean a problem. 
When my Mercury's on my south node, I fell and hurt myself. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it can suggest falling from a height with the south node. And Spica, success, honors wealth. So there are a couple of stories I want to highlight related to this. So I mentioned in my Moon Memo, as well as I think I mentioned about being careful about dog fights and bites. So as Mars is going to conjunct Spica and the South Node, a Pentagon official was charged with fighting dogs for 20 years. There was this secret ring and they would execute dogs that lost. So also Mercury in Virgo was opposite Neptune. And this official was in charge with communications and Mercury rules communications and opposite. And Mercury also co-rules dogs and opposite Neptune, them being euthanized if they lost the fight. And I love dogs. I mean, the story is outrageous. I'm so glad this person is caught and I hope they are prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law, but that's Mars conjunct the South Node. And the Spica is, this is someone who is very talented and raised up, but the South Node is, you know, losing a status and maybe going to prison. Also, my sister got into it with a guy at the dog park because the guy's Her dog, Bella, was going after this guy's dog's ball, and the guy pushed Bella over, and so she got in a conflict with this man at the dog park. Now, Beyonce's Renaissance tour ended right as Mars is coming to Spica, and art is a Libra topic, and her tour has been a phenomenon. She broke Madonna's record, and all sorts of fashions changing, like chrome looks are showing up in lookbooks. The New York Times wrote up how big of a cultural phenomenon that her tour has been. So she's now the highest grossing female artist of a tour. And Mars Severs, Beyonce is certainly a Spica type figure who has unbelievable talent and success. And the tour's ending. That's the South Node. So you can see that. Also, Simone Biles and this woman, Runner, broke world records. Simone Biles for gymnastics. She's the oldest person to win whatever the nationals. And this woman running a marathon in Berlin broke the world record. So it's like Mars, the competition. Severing the records from the honors from others with the Spica. And the biggest news is that Speaker Kevin McCarthy, the Speaker of the House, was ousted as the leader the the day before this conjunction. Mars attacks, and Matt Gates, a member of his party, whose Uranus is at three degrees of Sagittarius, which is squaring Kevin McCarthy's Saturn in his 10th house of leadership, a Saturn at three degrees of Pisces, Mars attacks, and he was taken out from his leadership positions nine months after he was elected after 15 votes. So he's been like the weakest speaker that there is. So that could be like Mars and Libra, 
symbology. Mars is in fall in the sign of Libra. Now, he was a person who had a talent in order to make deals and all of these things. Maybe I'll do, I'm going to try to do a YouTube because his chart is fascinating and seeing his fate is fascinating. You know, nine months is a lunar gestational cycle. It was a new moon in Capricorn when he was elected speaker. And the first quarter moon associated with that phase, the new moon was at one Capricorn and the first quarter moon slipped back into Sagittarius at 29 Sagittarius was the first quarter moon, which was just over a week ago. And when we look at these phase families, we look like two weeks on either side and Sagittarius has the nature of like lawlessness and people who won't just go along to get along. And yeah, Matt Gates is a very 29 degree Sagittarius person who's, he basically just does whatever he feels like doing. And 29 degrees is that karmic degree. Kevin McCarthy's a Gemini rising, so he has Sagittarius on his descendant. And so his open enemies, and Matt Gates has been his open enemy since day one, apparently, when he, he really fought against Kevin McCarthy being speaker. And he made a motion to vacate the speakership the day after Mercury a motion, Mercury and Virgo, a motion to Neptune and Pisces dissolve the speakership for Kevin McCarthy and hold him, Mercury and Virgo, accountable for not keeping his promises. And then Gemini rising, he's a great example, Kevin McCarthy, of speaking out of both sides of his mouth. That's also like very Libra, Mars and Libra. And yeah, he has been accused of being a liar. He'll make promises and break them. And now the karma has come due and his speakership has been stripped from him. And yeah, it's a big, big deal. So those are some of the stories that really popped out. The theme of this week is blood diamonds. And there are three big things I want you to think about as you navigate the energies of this week. The first is that Venus is the VIP of the week. We start the week when Venus is at 29 degrees of Leo, that karmic degree. I wonder what stories have happened over the last day or so that represent a crisis of Leo things, celebrity, royalty, a big show like a circus imagery or someone very dramatic People may be really, really dramatic this weekend or really showing up with big red colors or things like that. It's on the fixed star regulus. So this, again, has connotations about people who are raised up. Donald Trump's ascendant is at 29 Leo, and he is all over the news. I can barely keep up. But on Sunday today, Venus will move into Virgo. And Virgo is the sign of her fall. The planet of love, beauty, and harmony does not like to be in the sign that is, you know, really analytical and seeking perfection. Virgo can often set on a fact-finding mission, and this is not good for love particularly. People with Venus and Virgo can be exceptional craftspeople because they have that discerning eye to see flaws in something that's been constructed or created. 
Yeah, a great person to be a critic or someone to review someone else's work, especially in the artistic world. But as we move through this transit, which goes from today, Sunday till November 8th, be mindful of not overly scrutinizing flaws in others or things, especially if they're mostly superficial and they're about the looks. Look beneath the surface, especially if you meet someone new for dating. Don't just like knock them out of contention because they're not tall enough or don't drive the right car or things like that would be my recommendation. Also think about how love can be a service to others and what routines and rituals do you do? Routines and rituals are Virgo topics that show your love to your children, your pets, your significant other, your your job, your employees, your whoever, your neighbors, your community. This transit may be a little somber because when Venus enters, after she enters the sign of Virgo, she opposes Saturn and Saturn separates. So Venus opposite Saturn, Saturn's in Pisces. Some people may be feeling like loneliness in relationship or separate from someone they love or love ending or in a financial pinch. You could use this energy to identify expenses that you want to reduce, like cancel your your streaming service that you never listen to or or watch or cancel, you know, something that is a waste of money or that you just feel like you can use the money better in a different way would be how I would recommend using this. Venus also rules money. The next thing I want to make you aware of is that Mars and Libra will square Pluto and Capricorn, both at 27 degrees. Pluto is barely moving as it turns direct. It's going to turn direct on Tuesday. And when a planet stations direct or retrograde, it's five days or before are the most intense. Pluto rules power struggles. Pluto unearths things. It's big sweeping forces that affect a lot of people is very plutonic. Now it can also be about catastrophes or deep, deep healing. Pluto brings to our attention shadows that are uncomfortable. And both of these planets have to do with energy and drive to get what you want. So Mars square Pluto, this is like a sports champion who's just fighting and fighting and working out so hard to achieve mastery to win the game. And you can think about it like that. Or you having something that you're working so hard about that you really want to work, work, work to achieve it. So notice that topics will be corruption, secrets revealed in governments and big business. So hopefully there won't be catastrophes like volcanoes and things like that, or people experiencing upheaval, Mars and Libra and air sign like gas or air. Hopefully it won't be anything like that. It'll just be like bringing to light corruption. The last thing I want to make you aware of is there's a solar eclipse at 21 degrees of Libra on Saturday. Solar eclipse are great new beginnings where you walk through a door and you turn around and there's a wall. Karmic events sweep into our lives. They can hit you like an avalanche or the pot at the end of the rainbow, or you may barely notice or feel them, but something's going on 
in the house of Libra in your chart that the eclipses bounce back and forth between two houses over a year and a half. So this is the first solar eclipse in Libra in 19 years where the south node was a conjunct the solar eclipse. You can join the workshop today to learn more about this. Libra is a sign of partnerships, relationships, peace, harmony, balance, legal affairs, jewelry, art, luxury, elegance. And a big feature of this eclipse is that Pluto is squaring the nodes of fate still, and it's going to be activated. So people are going to be experiencing karmic lessons that have a Plutonic nature to them. Kevin McCarthy certainly has. His um, being removed as speaker is an eclipse story for him. The eclipse is squaring his palace Athene, the asteroid of strategy. He strategically talked out of both sides of his mouth for years and years and years, and now he's facing the music about it. There will be lots of stories. And the new moon phase family of this cycle begins on October 14th at 21 degrees of Libra, where the sun and the moon are both in Libra. Nine months later, there'll be a first quarter moon where the sun's in Capricorn, the moon's in Libra, both at 22 July 13th of 2024, nine months after that will be the full moon of the phase. All is illuminated. So the sun in Aries, the moon in Libra, both at 23 degrees, April 12th of 2025. And then the last quarter moon of the cycle, the sun in Capricorn, the moon in Libra, January 10th of 2026, both at 20 degrees. So if you have Placements around 20 to 25, even a little less of the cardinal signs of Aries, Cancer, Capricorn, or Libra. There may be a story that begins now that has pivot points of these dates. So make note of the dates. And if you're starting something, have a goal to get to by next July. On Sunday, the word of the day is grit. The moon is in Leo as we start the week. Leo energy is fiery and feisty, and it wants to create something big, something important. It's leadership energy. Now, the sun in Libra is conjunct the asteroid Sisyphus, who was a Greek king who was punished by cheating death twice. His punishment was rolling a boulder up to the top of a hill. And as soon as he got to the top, the boulder would roll back down. He was punished forever by the gods. And you may feel like you're working on something and it's a Sisyphean enterprise where you just keep going and going. And it feels like the boulder keeps rolling back. But Mars and Libra square Pluto and Capricorn, both at 27 degrees on this day. Can you have the grit to keep going despite the challenges and the obstacles that appear before you. Pluto is this primal energetic force that just wants to achieve. And yeah, can you keep going? Venus enters Virgo on this day at 6.10 p.m. until November 8th. So these two transits are going to be tied together, Mars and Libra square Pluto and Capricorn and Venus entering Virgo. Yeah, there may be, I think it'll be something related to news or information because Mercury and Libra is also sesquisquare Uranus and Taurus. 
Taurus is a sign of money and resources. We're going to find out something about corruption, either leading up to or soon after Sunday. On Monday, the word of the day is penny pinching. Venus and Virgo is opposite Saturn and Pisces. This is follow the money energy and people being Saturn consequences for Venus and Virgo. Yeah, maybe some stealing some money. They're both at one degree of the respective signs. Yeah, someone's being held accountable, maybe multiple people. We know there's several trials going on around fraud, including Donald Trump, Sam Bankman-Fried, and Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, for, well, that's more about lying than, well, I guess it's fraud for lying on an application for a gun. So we'll see what happens around this. So Venus is trying to push her virtue on Saturn, and she's likely to be unsuccessful. So this is not the day to ask for someone for a favor, or I feel like this is someone saying yes to a marriage proposal for money reasons, like putting herself in a self-imposed prison like the Eight of Swords tarot card. I also feel alms for the poor, great time to give charity with this energy, but It'll be really interesting to see what stories come up related to this transit. On Tuesday, the word of the day is magnetic. The moon enters Virgo at 5.01 p.m. Pacific time. I love this. I mean, it's a goddess day. So the moon enters Virgo and the first thing that happens is it meets Venus. And when the moon meets Venus, it is a goddess day. Now, Virgo is a sign of poverty. So hopefully this won't be bad news in the stock market, but we'll see. The balsamic moon phase starts at 2 Virgo at 9.16 a.m. Pacific time. This is a releasing energy from Kevin McCarthy, he may finally, like it may be really sinking into him because this balsamic moon squares his Saturn at, no, it's opposite his Saturn at three Pisces. So yeah, this one may hit him hard. This is the day Pluto and Capricorn stations to go direct at 27 Capricorn. Yeah, we'll see what happens related to big wealth and big money. Pluto rules these topics, but Venus, what are you magnetizing to yourself with the goddess day? Do something fun. This is like the come hither look to someone or dropping a suggestion with Mercury in Libra. That's a little witty and suggestive. So yeah, what do you, what do you want to magnetize to yourself on this day? On Wednesday, the word of the day is precision. Now, Mars will be at 29 Libra as we start the day. And so Libra rules alliances and relationships. So Mars severs and separates. I wonder if at the 29th karmic degree, there'll be news about a relationship falling apart. Now, it could be a couple of days before this or maybe at the Mars square Pluto. Yeah, I'm thinking about Canada and India. They are in a conflict around apparently a Sikh separatist group. Canada's accused India of executing the leader in Vancouver, a city in Canada. So their relationship has suffered some breakdown. So I don't know if there'll be news about that or something else. I feel like it's something 
big because we're in eclipse season. Mars enters Scorpio at 9.03 p.m. Pacific time. Mars is in domicile in Scorpio. It's at home. This is sniper energy where you can be strategic and precise like a surgeon cutting out cancer. You really want that kind of precision Mars rules cutting tools. Yeah. Now it can also be very healing, but this is sneak attack energy. So somebody may be surprised to learn something is over. A relationship is over. And then Mars and Scorpio, they're on the path of revenge. So we'll see. There'll be a lot of stories coming up during this transit about sneak attacks. But use it for yourself to be really strategic and focused. On Thursday, the word of the day is resignation. Mercury in Libra is King Kong's Jupiter in Taurus. I feel like this energy is like Mercury is the planning and Jupiter is the big picture and the goal and the desired abundance that comes from what you're working on. And King Kong's are an irritation or a buzzing in your ear, kind of like this tension. So I think people, somebody's going to be coming aware mentally, Mercury, that they need to let go of something around a goal because they didn't do the right planning or something like that. Yeah, I feel like you may realize you need to make some adjustments on your big dream. Like maybe Mercury and Libra, somebody's realizing their messaging strategy is not getting to the right customers, so they're receiving the abundance from them. So like if something comes to your attention that you just need to face the facts, face the music and be resigned on something, be aware of it, Maybe there'll be a big public resignation as well. The moon will enter the sign of Libra at 5.22 p.m. Pacific time, the sign of partnerships, relationships, and all the things I mentioned earlier. It's an air sign. Air connects. Very social energy. So yeah, you could have like a great time over this weekend, having fun, going to parties. This could be just lovely. On Friday, the word of the day is bullseye. Mars and Scorpio is trying Saturn retrograde in Pisces. They're both at zero degrees. Mars and Saturn, the, the action and the principle, Mars is the action and Saturn, the principle of sticking with it and doing the hard work. This can be, you know, taking the actions to achieve your dreams. Trines are smooth, easy flow of energy. So you put in the effort and maybe you can achieve something. Saturn brings a success after hard work. Now, Mars and Saturn's are the malefics. So there'll be stories about, you know, death and people having difficulties. But I think of this transit as you can hit the bullseye if you really put in the work. This is like Sisyphus gets to the top of the hill and then it rolls over the other side despite the gods having told him he had to do this forever. I think of the Eminem song. I think it's Lose Yourself or it's a song where he talks about once in a lifetime, you've got to get your chance. You go opportunity knocks one in a life, once in a lifetime, da, 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 that song. Anyway, this could be a successful assassination attempt on a leader or something somewhere around the world. 
We'll see what happens. Hopefully not. I mean, but it's the night of the eclipse. So there could be something that is being done under the dark of the moon that we find out about. On Saturday, the word of the day is crossing. This is the day of the solar eclipse at 21 Libra at 10.54 a.m. Pacific time. As I said, it's an initiation eclipses. You walk through a door and when you turn around, there's a wall. And there's something about these eclipses, this eclipse particularly because it's a south node eclipse, that other people may initiate something that leads you into a new direction. This is going to be wonderful for a lot of people are going to have new opportunities open up, but may have to leave something behind. They're crossing, they're stepping over a threshold. Yeah, Mercury and Libra is opposite Chiron in Aries. So this is going to be interesting. I think it's going to be something about a big court case in the U.S., I will keep you posted. Now, this podcast has gone a little long, so I'm just going to wrap it up and say that's it for this week's episode. Feel free to email me at Celeste at astrologybyceleste.com with any astrology and action stories, or let me know how the daily themes are playing out for you. Come get a reading if you need help. Take care, and I'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Celestial Insights. To learn more about my work, please visit my website, astrologybyceleste.com, where I offer personal readings, horary consultations, cosmic coaching, group events, and classes to help guide people to higher levels of fulfillment. You can also find me on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Facebook at Astrology by Celeste. If you enjoyed Celestial Insights, please help others find the show. Follow, rate it five stars, or write a nice review. I would so appreciate it. I'm astrologer, coach, and intuitive Celeste Brooks, and I'll be back next week. 